Hello everyone and welcome to the House of Lotus podcast, a platform dedicated to spiritual research and development. This podcast is meant to throw a little bit of light onto the path of each one of us and hopefully assist each of our listeners to take their own next step. With good intentions and one eye always on our truth, please remain open to what lies ahead. From my heart to yours, and from my mind to yours, may our spirit show us the way. On this episode, we shall talk about crystals, what it means to connect with them, and how to work with their energies, discussing first their physical and spiritual constitution to solidify an understanding of their true nature. Please take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy. Crystals can provide great assistance on our path to personal and spiritual development. Using them in a proper way can facilitate healing, raise the frequencies of our consciousness and the energy of our environment. Depending on their general attributes and the specific development of each single piece, they can help us tap into our own inner levels and support our work with the self. Let us now begin with an overview of their physical and spiritual constitution to understand how and why they can be so beneficial. Physically, crystals are created when fractures in the Earth's crust allow superheated gases and liquids to escape and move to the surface. As they cool down, the elements or minerals contained in them, as well as the elements they combine with throughout their course, will crystallize, depending on the pressure and temperature of the environment. From there onwards, their surrounding conditions may cause them to change or further combine with others, forming new crystals the amalgamation of them. The atoms of crystals are arranged in a structured way. Depending on the minerals involved, the atoms will be arranged in one of seven different patterns, repeated throughout the crystal all the way to its external form. The geometry, sides and angles of a crystal will be the same in all the crystals created of the same mineral, fashioned in the same order. Gems and crystals have always been admired for their magical colors and shapes. Ancient civilizations from India to Egypt and Greece used them for their physical and metaphysical properties in medicine and spiritual ceremonies, which were often one and the same. Chiefs of tribes and kings of nations, as well as spiritual leaders, would wear them as symbols of status or use them as a way to contact the realms beyond our own and acquire access to certain energies. Today, science has shown us that some of their medicinal uses on the physical body were mistaken. Others somewhat relevant, and some were right on point. Science has also discovered new minerals, better ways to use them, and applied new uses for new purposes. But what remains unaccounted for by modern science, at least for now, is the energetic influence of crystals 
on the esoteric planes of men. This has yet to be measured in a quantifiable, objective way. Spiritually, as we have mentioned in our previous episodes, we understand that all living entities in all kingdoms of the earth, the mineral, plant and animal kingdoms, are composed of spirit at one end and extending from it, they have bodies at the other end. In between these two extremes, we have the soul, or the consciousness, that descends from spirit and slowly develops through a multitude of incarnations. With each embodiment of the soul, its vessel or its body develops as well, each time better facilitating the expression of more and more of the attributes of the soul. This process is simplified here for the purposes of this episode. Creation, involution and evolution begins at the most abstract of levels and is projected into the most solid physical planes of the material world, and we will therefore need to examine it at length in the future. These bodies then, of all entities in the material world, themselves created in nature according to underlying cosmic laws, are vessels for souls, holding whatever part or attributes of the soul they can according to their development. As such, crystals have within them a consciousness. This is not similar to what we, as humans, experience our consciousness to be. They would need a brain to be able to acquire such capacities. But nevertheless, their soul, being connected with them, still gets impressions from them and is able to carry out some aspect of its essence. This is what makes them alive, radiating their energy and carrying out their purpose in the order of the universe, being available for us as well to use the crystallized energies they embody. Everything in the universe is alive, radiating energy according to the consciousness it comes from. While we are used to interacting with the energy of the material plane through our physical body and senses, we also come in contact with energy of more refined frequencies than that of the dense physical world. Emotional, mental and spiritual energies are all around us at every instance. To consciously perceive and interact with them, however, will depend on our personal development. This energy of higher frequencies is perceived by our higher bodies, the focal points of which are in our physical body and they are called the chakras. They are the energy centers within us responsible for our physical, emotional, mental and spiritual functions and they are the central points of our physical, emotional, mental and spiritual aspects. It is through those aspects that we come in contact with the energies of the corresponding level, meaning that we perceive emotional energy through our emotional aspect or astral body, mental energy through our mental body, and so on. And all energy and its impressions in our brain takes place through the etheric plane and our etheric body, a counterpart of our nervous system, through which energy travels and creates imprints on our consciousness and perception of the senses, connecting the chakras between them 
and with the physical body. All of these functions and aspects are connected between them, creating in our body a structure of the whole human condition. It is through this connection that our psychological state can have an effect on our body, and it is through this same connection that the energy of the crystals can influence our own, the condition of the chakras and our different bodies, and therefore the development of our personality and consciousness. The ownership, knowledge and use of the crystal's potency had been reserved for the priests and royalty of different nations and religions. But during the last few decades, crystals are becoming easier for everyone to find and afford, and their spiritual qualities are increasingly accessible to laymen. This is because of humanity's collective spiritual evolution, fostered by the activation of the seventh ray, a certain cosmic energy whose influence is becoming more potent in our world. This energy is closely connected to the mineral kingdom as well and is responsible for order in our world, like the structure of the atomic patterns in crystals, corresponding also to magic, which means putting the higher knowledge or wisdom into practice, creating order in what seems like a chaos. Its influence brought about the development of the New Age movement, which caused spiritual knowledge to be revealed, no longer kept behind locked doors and secret societies. But as in everything, there is balance to be found in the conscious use of the now available energies, through the distinction between white and black magic, spiritual ideals and materialistic desires. This distinction and the consequent spiritual development, aligning our will and action to that of spirit and soul, comes first with the development of our personality. And crystals, inherently connected to magic and spiritual energies, can support us on our path. Their assistance can come in many ways. Imagine crystals as a fountain, filled with clean water. We can choose to use such fountain to humidify a room or provide running water to our house, and we can bathe ourselves in it or we may drink from it. Likewise, crystals can fill our environment with certain energies or infuse our chakras and aura with them, and they can help create a link with planes beyond our own or raise our own vibrations to facilitate healing, understanding, and insight. The choice is ours, depending on the attributes of the crystal and what it may offer to us at any given instance. Let us now see how to carry out each of its uses, before moving on to examine how to choose our crystal. First of all, when we acquire a crystal, we should clean it, both physically and energetically. This is because it may have absorbed some energies from its previous environment. We also want to wake it up because there are crystals that fall into a kind of slumber when inactive for too long. The easiest way to do this is by putting the crystal under running water, either tap water 
or a natural stream or the sea if we have easy access to them. It's better not to just dip it in a bowl of water, similarly to how we wouldn't just throw our dishes in a bowl of water, expecting them to be clean afterwards. And the movement of water helps wake up the vibrations of the crystal's energy as well. While our stone is under running water, we can visualize the water as liquid light, going not only over and around the crystal, but through it as well, activating it and moving away any impurities from its energy matrix. Don't overthink this, there is no need for doubt in your ability to do this. Just have the intention for it and trust that it will be enough. We can do this for as long as we feel it's needed, from mere seconds to a few minutes. Allow your imagination or intuition to guide you through it. You can hold in your mind's eye the energy of the crystal, seeing it being cleansed with the liquid light until it reaches its natural state. When I go out to do this in nature, either at sea or a natural spring, I go through the visualization and then just leave the crystal submerged for some time while I enjoy nature around me. Please note that some crystals don't interact well with water. They may erode in it or cause toxic reactions. So do check before placing it in water. You can easily find out about this searching with the name of your stone. When the crystal is not suitable for water, we can visualize cosmic light coming through us and then blow on the crystal. Again, seeing our outbreath as white light, cleansing the crystal from within it and all around it. After carrying out either one of the two methods, water or our breath, we can leave our stones under the sun to be activated and further cleansed with the light of the sun. Again, do check beforehand because a few stones can be damaged under too much direct sunlight. When this is done, we may put them within a circle of six candles, asking for spirit, angels or our spiritual guides to energize our crystals and assist them in helping us according to our highest good. The processes we talked about are not necessary. We can work with the crystal at any state or moment, but going through cleansing and activation helps bring up its energy and higher potential and benefits. When our crystals are ready, we may put them around our house or a specific room for their energy to radiate in it. This helps our environment be filled with refined vibrations for us to feel comfortable in. They act as keepers of that energy so that we don't have to do it all the time, because sometimes we may feel our energy a little low, and having theirs accessible in our space can help raise our own and remind us to tap into those qualities. We can also have that stone on us, wear it or just have it in our pockets, to fill our aura with their energy through our daily routines or place it on our bodies at the place of some tension or imbalance to facilitate healing. Please do check on the physical properties of the stone you use because some may not be safe to use directly on the skin. 
crystals can be very beneficial even by just introducing them in our environment. But keep in mind that their most essential effects are brought about when we are conscious of our connection with them and what they support us with, what their energy touches within us for us to become conscious of and work with. To discover their attributes and what they can offer to us, we can try the following exercise. Take some time with your breath to calm the body and mind. Allow then your awareness to flow around your body to observe the sensations you find within you, the physical sensations and the emotional and mental condition. When you have a clear picture of your state, take the crystal in your hands and visualize its energy like liquid light or smoke coming in contact with you, with your energy, and observe any changes it might cause to your state. It might help to rub your palms together in a clockwise movement, activating our receptive energy centers there. Notice what kind of sensations the crystal causes on your hand or further into your body. Maybe it enriches your emotional state or calms the mind. Whatever it is that you observe, stay with it for a while, allowing it to become clearer in your awareness. When you are connected with the crystal, you can even make mental questions. Connect with its consciousness and see how its energy reacts. And you can even get intuitive answers as to the functions of the crystal and the lesson or healing it can offer. During this meditation, you could also ask a crystal for something specific that you would like it to help you with. To do this, however, you should first go through the previous process to find out whether the specific piece or kind of crystal can support such activity. You can also follow its energy to see whether it touches a certain chakra and feel what issue of that chakra can the crystal support you to work with. When you are finished, see the energy of the crystal return to it, take a few deep breaths and let it down. When you are done, touch your palms together to calm down the energy centers on them or wash your hands with cool water. When you know the function of the crystal, and it might not become apparent the first time you try this, you can keep coming in contact with it, sitting in meditation with the crystal, going through its energy, and seeing what it does to your state. Please know that working with crystals is not a substitute for the conscious examination of the self or medical advice. Only by bringing our inner self and issues to the light of our consciousness can we facilitate change and development, and crystals can support us in doing so. When we choose a crystal, either getting one at the store or from our collection to work with, we may immediately be drawn to one knowing intuitively that its energy is what we need at the moment. However, this call may not be felt the same by everyone or at all times. So, 
it might be helpful to take into consideration some general guidelines to assess their potencies. Looking at their external characteristics, we can draw some assumptions about their attributes. For example, a pointy crystal like the natural ones of quartz can generally help with directing energy. Pyramids can collect and sustain energy, while spherical ones can radiate more generally and smoothly. Their color can also be an indication to their function. In general, we can assume that the crystals that correspond to the colors of the chakras can help with the chakras' energies as well. So, red crystals probably have to do with grounding and matters of material nature. Orange stones usually deal with emotional aspect of ours, while yellow have to do with our mental nature and identity, our self-worth and confidence. Green and pink crystals generally work with the heart and matters of love, forgiveness and acceptance, while blue ones may facilitate expression and communication. Purple or violet ones will usually deal with more spiritual matters, with transmutation and the spiritual realms. White ones can help us cleanse, while clear crystals can energize and connect with spirit. Brown and black stones are usually more complicated to work with because they don't correspond to chakras that we are accustomed to be conscious of and therefore their energies are not easy to work with. Note that there are only one or two kinds of crystals that correspond to the whole energy of a chakra. The rest of the same color may be able to connect with only aspects or parts of the energy of a chakra. For the general scope of energy of the root chakra, we can use red garnet or red ruby. For the sacral chakra, we can use carnelian. For the solar plexus, citrine or imperial topaz. For the heart, malachite and emerald. For the throat, celestite. For the third eye, azurite. And for the crown, we can use amethyst. These guidelines are very general, and in reality, working with a crystal is a very personal process. The same crystal may work in a different way for different people, and each piece, even if they are of the same kind, will offer something different. They are like any species on Earth. Take a specific breed of dog, for example. While all dogs of the same breed will have similar characteristics, each one is a different individual, unique in its complexion. I, for example, have a quartz crystal that helps with the general state of my body, another that helps direct energy during distant healing, and another that is connected with the energies of a certain spiritual guide. And I also have an amethyst for my crown chakra and a different one for general transmutation of the energies that enter my space. Also, keep in mind that the general attributes of the crystals described in the market may not be very precise. For example, I have seen some stores advertising that citrine crystals help with issues of wealth or abundance. 
but citrine has nothing to do with material wealth. It does connect with our solar plexus, however, and our sense of self-worth. So, if the specific piece of crystal can support us to consciously work with our issues of self-worth, then maybe we will manage to accept being worthy of receiving things, and therefore project that as a sense of abundance. So, having taken into account their external appearance when looking for a crystal, we could also take a few breaths and come in contact with its energy to see if it feels right for us. If we are at the store, this may only take a few seconds and we can go through a more deep exploration when we are at home. This depends on how you would like to do things, knowing that the more we practice, the easier it gets to connect with them and receive what they have to offer. Crystals then, as everything in the universe, are alive, radiating their energy all around us. Each piece is special, its energy is unique. Due to their physical and spiritual nature, crystals can offer us great gifts. We can use them to fill our environment and our consciousness with their energy vibrations and meditate with them to facilitate healing, introspection and teachings. By coming in contact with their consciousness, they can support us when working with the personality or practice conscious energy work, and they can act as keepers of certain attributes and qualities for us, those that we may not always be able to hold in our awareness. How much of their benefits we receive depends on our own consciousness, what we are willing to see and work with, and how receptive we are to the higher energy they make available to us all. And remember that our capacity to be conscious of their energy develops with practice in awareness. You can hear more on developing this skill in our episodes 1 and 4 on meditation and awareness. So, now, focus on the present moment, this precious moment. With your next inhalation and every new breath, bring your consciousness to your experience in the now to what you find within you and all around you. Enfold yourselves with kindliness and acceptance, reassuring that whatever you find is okay. Thank you very much for listening to the House of Lotus podcast. If you have enjoyed the episode, please consider supporting the show by following sharing it with like-minded people, or becoming a patron to enjoy special rewards and extra content. You can find more about us on our website, thehouseoflotus.eu. Thank you very much, and enjoy your present.